I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. I had an interesting issue with Clubhouse just just today. I was like, you know, my my phone was about to die and I plugged it in. Every time I plugged it in, just to charge, right? It would it would basically lose connection on Clubhouse and would just say like with this red banner like hey your connection is shitty go go somewhere else <laughs> and like it doesn't make any sense like if I unplug the charger everything's fine if I plug it in again it's like hey <laughs> like why yeah same craziness I have a lot of Clubhouse does not like whatever network connection I have ever. <laughs> Uh, it always is complaining like, "Hey, you have a bad connection." Yeah, and so then I'll, I'll I'll turn off my Wi-Fi and go just to cellular, and and then it's better for some reason. <laughs> even though cellular should not be is is usually terrible on other things compared to my Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the same here. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, speaking of of Clubhouse, um, let's let's take let's get your quick take. What do you think about all the the <laughs> You know, everyone's kind of talking about it. Everyone's jumping in. What do you think about it? Um, mixed feelings. So, f- first of all, like my biggest biggest issue is probably that you know, like you you can't listen to it afterwards. So if you're like in mm-hmm. the EU, like I am, and all the good, uh, you know, the good talks happen at like midnight. There's no way to <laughs> to listen to that basically. And the FOMO is real. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If if there is an interesting room, you you might want to drop in probably. Um, but here's here's another issue I I have with it. Depending on who is hosting the room, or what the topic is, the experience can be really different, and it 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 can be pretty awkward mm-hmm. to be honest. Like if there is not, <laughs> like if there is no real topic and people are just talking you know, about their own topics, so to say, but not really with each other. <laughs> there is this, this weird yeah. moment where you're like, ah, uh, wh- what am I listening to right now? Like, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, I feel like they, they came together and they just really wanted to talk about their own stuff. Yeah. And they're like trying to fit it together with other people's stuff. And you're just like, yeah. uh, this doesn't really go. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> weird really go. But on the other hand, you have folks <laughs> like Justin, he, he kind of use it like an extension of a podcast right like with with somebody together and having having a common theme and i think that works really well because then you mm-hmm. can just get people on on stage they're kind of familiar with those on stage already and it, it revolves around the same topic and then it's pretty great to listen actually yeah those those are definitely my favorite like the ones that justin jackson does where you know it's more just like a discussion yeah. on a topic and and he's kind of facilitating the most he's usually answering questions and stuff but then you get to have some other people's opinions and hear what they have to say when you know typically in a podcast you'd just be hearing from like two people or something um so i like that for sure and i think also what you said there like there's more value when you like know who the people are talking and like you kind of know where they come from or you follow them on twitter like you kind of have an idea elsewhere where if you don't it's just kind of like i don't know why i'm listening to this person and i don't really know if i care to like there's only so many things like you know kind of like the justin jackson ones like the sass ones where it's like oh i actually know some of the people talking and if you don't it's like 
uh, this is kind of a waste of time. Like, I don't know what I'm yeah. here for. <laughs> yeah, I think at very least you need like a strong moderator who is able to navigate like the whole discussion or steer it in a way. And so, so people yeah, don't yeah. diverge in like five different directions. And then, you know, this awkward <laughs> moment happens again. We're like, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I probably need to do better to figure out more is just figure out the notifications better because i think right now like i'll get these random notifications for like anything and um i mean there's only certain people that i would actually want to like jump into something at a moment moment's notice which is kind of that's the other big negative is it's like you don't know a lot of times when these conversations or things are happening you just get like a notification you're like oh that would be good but i'm <laughs> not in the right middle now. of yeah. like doing work <laughs> and uh yeah it's just like it's funny because you can see people are literally just like stopping their day to jump on clubhouse and now clubhouse is like the most important thing is taking a ton of people's time it's just kind of hilarious to see how people will just give their time over to it like that yeah it's it's funny i'm doing it differently i guess i just turned off all the notifications right away and i just i just watch twitter if people announce that they are in a room so so i just jump into those <laughs> yeah 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 no i can definitely make it better with what i have uh i just haven't spent the time to do that yet <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's. So anyways, it's pretty interesting to to listen to it though sometimes and. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been up on stage yet? I have not, to be honest, because most of the times it's either like like today where you know like my cell phone is like about to die, or not not having any service, or I'm like passively listening, like playing video games while I'm listening to it. You know, like I I don't want to. <laughs> I want to listen, but I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be on stage most of the time. Like. If there is something that really triggers me, I might raise a hand sometime, but yeah, I'm mostly listening, like passively consuming, like a podcast more or less. Yeah, you, you, they, they take you up on stage and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of playing this game at the same time. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best here to, to concentrate. It's, yeah, but it's the worst. Like you're, you're out on a walk and like walking next to a street and somebody's like, hey, you want to come up on stage? And you're like, ah, uh, no, <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to hear all the honking yeah. going on. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it's going to be a big platform. Like, I think people obviously like it and stuff. It's just, it's like any social media, though. Like, is it valuable, actually, to spend too much time? Or how do you spend your time? Like, you got to be careful of that. <clears throat> um, but I think it's been pretty interesting to watch people kind of go crazy about it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens when Twitter Twitter Spaces arrives because I feel like that's that's the place where I would rather have those conversations because it's the folks I already yeah. know and follow. I can probably tweet or you know like DM at the same time with some folks in the room, which I'm sometimes doing yep. now on yep. Clubhouse too, right? Like I'm DMing on Twitter with the folks in the Clubhouse room, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see that. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. And I've I've been in some Twitter Spaces and it's it's pretty much more or less the same um but yeah it's a pretty nice interface and it is nice how like it will kind of minimize so that you can even like on your phone be like just scrolling like doing stuff on twitter messaging people like you're saying while you're in a, a space so that's kind of cool yep yeah i've only been in one randomly popped up and i was like oh i better better look into that right now <laughs> it's the only one i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Well, anyways, uh, let's talk about what we've been up to. Um, so yeah, how's it going? Going pretty good. So I reached my goal for the week, which was basically just publishing another blog post. Got that out of the way. <laughs> um, yes. But I also did some massive cleanup uh, of, of code and some internal, like the dashboard design. Added some cool graphs that show you um, like your previous week's sessions and how they relate to this week's sessions. Um, added some some actual calendars of how many unique sessions there are each month now, because that's what the driving metric will be um, for the pricing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's another big decision I made this week, um, starting to go with a tiered pricing model so that you know, the initial idea was to price it based on every module. So you can basically just pick and choose and every module will cost a certain amount. Just like we talked last time, I guess, right? I think it was last time mm -hmm. um, where you came yeah, up yeah. with like, hey, let's have a, let's have, let's have a, like a, a base price and then every module uh, costs separate. Um, and I tried that. I, I thought about that a lot. And I tried actually implementing that in my design. And I was really dissatisfied with it. It was it was horrible <laughs> uh, because mainly because there are so many modules, and then you you're just basically just confusing the person looking at the pricing page, and you don't really know as the user, yeah, like what will it cost? Like you know <laughs> what happens if I turn off a module halfway through the month, and all those yeah. random edge cases that you kind of want to have answers to before you commit to to it. And that just yeah. felt it's like it's just like there's too much, too many options up front of like that would just kind of overwhelm yeah. the buyer. Like, oh, uh, wait, do I want this? Do I want that? Uh, and, yeah. and how can I update those options? Yeah, that's I can see that being a problem. And so I felt like that would just add way too much friction, especially in the beginning. Um, and we also mm -hmm. talked last time or said last time that my prices or my my costs go up when there are more sessions. And so now with the tiered pricing, I can just base them on um, on that metric because that's what they all have in common, right? All the modules basically rely on on those sessions and need more compute power uh, if there are more sessions. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense. Now the hard part is figuring out a sensible sensible amount of sessions for each each tier. But I guess that will. Like that's something I can adjust easily as well. So I'm I'm not too worried about getting that wrong <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that you can come back after you know you have some more information and, and know what things are gonna look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I've I've been doing some more thinking. I wanted to ask you that question. I <laughs> deliberately didn't ask you that off the pot because I want to get your initial gut reaction to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The gut feel. So I was thinking with Playgroup, what I did was like start very with a very broad messaging, right? And I was thinking if I should, you know, like take my learning from that and maybe do the opposite now. And, you know, with true fans, just try to focus on, let's just, let's just say I focused on just online products or even just SaaS businesses. What would you what would you think about that? Because if I look at the modules I have on the landing page right now, a bunch of them are kind of tailored to people like myself. And I realized that while writing the blog post, because I was kind of thinking like, who is the audience that I'm actually writing for? And the same thing obviously applies to who am I actually building this for? <laughs> and it, it was kind of myself. It was kind of like the dude who built Playgroup, the guy who's uh, <laughs> running SaaS businesses. And so I was thinking if it, 
it makes sense to even narrow down the entire focus of the application to say, hey, this is like customer communication for SaaS businesses only in the beginning, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could see that being a good way to start. Um, one thing it makes me think of is like, who are going to be the people that you're able to get in the door easily? And, and what kind of people are those going to be? And my guess would be that those would be people basically similar to you, like the people that follow you on Twitter, the people that are kind of in that bootstrapper space on there. Like those are the people that are probably going to see it first. Right. And that you're going to yeah. most easily be able to show it to. Um, and so, yeah, I would think most of them would be, you know, people starting SaaS businesses, working on a SaaS business, um, things like that. So I, I think that could make sense. Um, cause yeah, that would be the only thing if like your messaging is, specific to a point but you don't know how to get those specific people in the door or, or not sure how to get them to start using it uh have a channel to get them in um but i think i think that doesn't limit you uh outside of that with that that uh messaging of SaaS businesses so i think that probably is is good to start out like yeah like you can just kind of see how it goes you don't have to keep it there forever yeah that's true yeah it's easily reversible and i think most of the modules or some of the modules at least like roadmaps they don't really apply to other sectors that could be interesting for the product overall like e-commerce like they don't need roadmaps right but it's it's a classic module that you might want to have if you're building a SaaS. yeah yeah and i can see how kind of making it more specific kind of niching it down it does kind of help you have a clear message of like this is going to help you and help these people specifically it's kind of like if you if you have it be a really big scope in the messaging then it's like then no one knows if it's really for them and then you don't get anyone in the door where if you kind of you know start out with a group and uh show that it's specifically for them there's yeah, I think there's more chance that you'll get those people to see like there's value for spe specifically for them. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's also making it easier to differentiate from from compet competitors or like, yeah, other other tools that do the same thing on a small, like, you know, like single tools that do just one of the things because they can be useful yeah, for, yeah. for other sectors as well, right? And then you're just like the bundled solution for this specific use case um hmm yeah i think that's an interesting idea i might actually do that <laughs> <laughs> sweet yeah that sounds like a good plan to me um yeah the cool thing with this is like you know if you can just start yourself on a path to get people to learn from and then you know you can learn and then you can kind of see oh people are kind of using this a little differently than i thought or they're using it in a way and it's valuable to them in this other way, you know, you start have conversations with your customers and then that allows you to then go back and revise your messaging and what you have to just better show what really the value is. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's great cause you can be iterative like that. And so really it's just, you just need messaging and something to start out with to just get people in the door. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the whole goal right now. Yeah, I feel like right now it's just too broad. <laughs> like it, it could apply to anybody really, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of the problem with like those some of those node code tools and things where it's like you can do anything, and then people are like, uh, how or, or what? Yeah, <laughs> they have so many questions. I, I have to be a little careful with that too with Potion, just because you technically could kind of make any website, I guess. But it's like there definitely are things that probably aren't as easy to do with Potion, and and maybe there's another tool that's better. So trying to like call those out, like. So I have like a little section on the website that's like Potion is great for these kinds of, of websites. And it has like six like websites that are yeah, like yeah. ones that people use out in the wild and that Potion's like pretty easy and fast to get started with that. Um, but even with those, like there's still kind of a lot of variation in between those like six different kinds of websites and stuff. Yeah. So what I was thinking, it probably applies to your situation as well now that I hear you say that. I wanted to reach out to the um, to the waitlist and just ask them how they wanted to use it, ideally. And that probably goes the same for you, right? Like, just ask them <laughs> what they would like to build with, with Potion, like what kind of website. Yeah, so when I had people sign up for my waitlist, to sign up, they had to answer that question. Ah, perfect. And so I have, <laughs> like, a list of all the things that people said they wanted to use it for, which is interesting. <laughs> but it's so all over the place or kind of well it is kind of all over the place <laughs> there are definitely some like some things that kind of stood out like portfolio websites was one of the the ones i saw the most um kind of like showing data which notion is good at kind of like little like info products like showing lists of things um and then other than those two or, or there was a few that were like blogs um, and then other than those three, it was kind of like random website. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good that you already asked that. Might be interesting to keep an eye on it if more people come through the door, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. What else uh, going on in your week? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you done? I think I'm done. Nothing else that you had? <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, you were, you were mostly working on kind of that, that pricing and the pricing page and thinking through that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've, I have, I've written some code in, but in the parts that you don't see yet, like, <laughs> well, you basically have to be logged in, just streamlining a bunch of that. Um, yeah. like the boring work. <laughs> so you have some early access you know, people on your list, when are you going to invite those people in and get them kicking the tires? Are, are you asking because you're on that list or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I am on that list. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to do what I did last time with Playgroup and actually have have like um, some kind of self-serve ready so you can go to slash early access plus a random code or whatever. And then you can actually get into the product and start using it. That would be perfect. And I'm probably yeah, yeah. a week away from that. So I'm definitely waiting for that to happen. I might send like a reminder email tomorrow to everybody just so it doesn't get like really awkward <laughs> when I message a week later. Um, and that's probably also where I want to ask them how they would want to use it or what they like, what, what kind of website they wanted to use TrueFans on. And then the week after, hopefully be done with it and able to send out the uh, real early access invites so that people can actually start using it. Would be free for the time, I guess. 
um and yeah. then just collect some feedback hopefully done in a week <laughs> nice yeah that sounds good that will be fun uh so yeah uh for me uh, it was kind of a crazy week really um so I, last episode we were talking about my deploying issues i think i think that was last time maybe it was yeah. two ago i don't know um but yeah just like how i deploy each site when it's been updated and it's new and stuff like that and so i had someone reach out to me um i'm gonna butcher his last name but it's jan lavica lavica something <laughs> like that um <clears throat> but he was basically he, he heard kind of my plan of like oh yeah i you know every couple minutes i check see if there's anything new then i have to generate a new site and you know push it to versal stuff like that using next.js and he was kind of like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> um, because apparently there's this whole feature in Next that I didn't really know a ton about called incremental static regeneration, mm. where basically Next will like automatically, like even though it's a static website, when you hit it, it will like regenerate the site if there's anything changed and new, like on specific uh urls like certain pages and it's it's super cool like i've been playing around with it he kind of gave me some pointers pointing me in the right direction and i just didn't know that this was a thing <laughs> and next um like i thought you know you, to to actually make it a static site you had to regenerate the whole thing where next kind of like does that for you like it will do page at a time when someone just hits it ah, um, right. you kind of just have to like turn a switch to turn it on um so i did that <clears throat> so basically what i can do is now instead of you know every minute every couple minutes checking okay do i need to regenerate the whole site um basically i can check the hashes that i create see if any of the pages are different and if they are different i can just do a I can just basically ping that page and then next will regenerate it even before someone sees it. So like I can kind of just, I'll probably do it every minute now uh, just so it's making sure everything's up to date and just like ping pages that are, have been updated so that the next visitor that sees it sees, you know, statically will see the new page up to date right away and it'll be fast. And it's really pretty cool. Um, Sweet. And so that will also, fix some issues with like having to have a ton of uh builds that are going on at once yeah. universal which costs more money <laughs> that's um, awesome so now basically the builds can be saved for just new like i only have to build it once really just like the first time someone generates sets up their site and so i can just save all my uh builds for that and then otherwise i'm just like pinging pages so <laughs> pretty cool yeah that's like taking off a lot of stress <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure so thank you jan for pointing that out that was that was very helpful sweet <laughs> um so yeah that that's kind of the update there so i actually haven't uh completely uh actually implemented that on this the the back end side but I'll, I'll probably do that in the next week or so <clears throat> there isn't necessarily a rush because my my current system does work okay or, or works fine um, but yeah, there's, there's that, um, let's see. I also launched, uh, my new landing page this last week and, uh, launched early access with that. 
Um, and that's been going pretty well. I, I feel like I've gotten a good amount of feedback from that. People seem to really like the, the website and were kind of like surprised that it was created with Potion, which is which is cool yep. to see. Because that, that's what I was hoping is that like the, the landing page itself would kind of be a... A good example. Like basically... Yeah, an example, yeah. just kind of a seller of like what's possible with Potion, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's gone well. I've ha- had 32 people sign up for early access with that. And I've already probably sent out the emails to like 25 of them to get them in the door and starting to use Potion. Um, so I'm starting to see people doing that. And so I've had some sites been created and it's been good because... I've, there's been a couple issues that I've noticed. Like I'll, I'll be really on top of it. Like I'll, I'll see someone's creating a website and I'll just like kind of watch the process to be like, okay, is, is everything working? <laughs> and if, and if something breaks, I'll like be fixing it behind the scenes. And then it's like magically working for them. And they're like, Oh, this was great. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so that's happened a few times, you know, had to help some people in, 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 uh, the, the chat on the messenger on the the site so but yeah it's been good um, to see some people using it um i've started to kind of try to like post about it on some threads or on some some different uh websites some forums uh indie hackers i posted in like a, a facebook group and got a good amount of people to sign up from there um yeah there's probably some other places i can post about it or talk about it and i'm trying to figure out like yeah, just like good ways to do that, like good ways to post about, you know, my product in in a way that's helpful where it's not just like, oh, here's my thing. You should come check it out and buy it, um, yeah. you know, so I, I probably really I think maybe the best way I could do this. I need to write like a, a longer like blog post and maybe also do like a video where it's just like a, almost like a walkthrough of like this is how I created my site using this tool potion something like that so people can kind of actually like see a little more and maybe they can kind of learn a little bit more what's possible with like notion and in the process kind of get introduced to potion uh i think something like that would maybe go well or go better for you know posting in forums and stuff like that so i have a crazy (laughs) idea for you (laughs) um Ooh. Behind the scenes, unbeknownst to everybody listening right now, I've been building a site on Potion. <laughs> and it's not like yes. I haven't tweeted about it or yes. anything <laughs> because we ran into like this little issue and I kind of wanted to hold it off <laughs> until we fixed that. But it's pretty impressive, I got to say. It's it's pretty great. Like, y- you know, I'm just tinkering Ooh. with CSS for an hour or two and it, it looks really good. Like if, if you know kind of what you're doing design-wise, you can get a lot out of this. So what I was thinking is you could theoretically just make a tweet and make it go go wide, as wide as possible, and just offer somebody, like you, you just ask people to retweet it or whatever, or comment, and then you just pick a random winner, and the tweet basically reads, hey, I'll build you a free blog with custom design that takes like two <laughs> hours to do, and you just get that yep. for free. <laughs> just give it away. Um, I th- I think you just read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I have some plans for some things like this. And I think like maybe next week or so is when I'm going to start doing some things like this. One, I I really like it. It helps me like it allows me to really dog food the product and just like get better at building sites and potion myself. 
but I, I do think it just, yeah, giving some value to somebody. Um, <clears throat> so I, another idea I have, I'm going to definitely do what you just mentioned, because <laughs> uh, I think that's a great idea. Um, another thing I think I'm going to do is basically just, this one will not as much be custom. It'll more so just be creating Notion sites, um, just like the, the default. But I'll basically post something on Twitter like, hey, um, reply to this tweet with a public Notion page that you'd like to see as a website, and I'll reply with a Potion hosted website. Yeah, that's and good. so then just as many as many <laughs> tweets that come in, I'm just gonna be like going through like setting up <laughs> a site in Potion <laughs> and, and generating those sites, and then just replying with links to them, and they'll all probably be like subdomains of adpotion.so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that would just be really interesting for people to see like see that happen quickly and uh see what's possible um and and hopefully you know it gets a lot of engagement and it's interesting for people to look at so that's that's one of my other ideas yeah, similar that's, to that that's also a good idea i think if you can reach enough people <laughs> with that 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 should be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll see what happens i think there's some cool things like that that i can do where it's yeah it's just trying to give some value to people um for free um and and using potion to do that <clears throat> yep yeah so. i think that's a good idea just throw throw some things away <laughs> like throw value at the people <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah i guess that is marketing nowadays like it is you, you it, gotta it teach counts, someone yeah. you gotta you <laughs> gotta do something for free and then maybe something will come back in return from it <laughs> <laughs> sounds good so you also yeah, and you also i know that you you kind of had this competitor conversation which is kind of interesting <laughs> yeah so man competitors has been on my mind a lot <laughs> i haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast yet just because i'm not i'm also not really sure how to handle it or or even emotionally how to handle it like it, the ups and downs of like competitors <laughs> is just not fun <laughs> You know, last last project with Supportman, I was in a space where I had like no competitors and like in some ways that's a bad sign. Like there isn't <laughs> enough movement in the market, you know? Like there's not enough like people like, oh, there's value here, we need to build something. And so that can be bad, but it's also kind of nice for a bootstrapper where it's like, I can kind of take my time, I can kind of just build this product, make it good, and it'll be valuable for the people it's valuable for, and I don't really have to worry about anyone else where when you're in a market that's a little bit competitive and there's other people out there, you're kind of just like watching them and seeing, oh man, they, they built this new feature and it looks great. And oh man, I'm now I'm behind. And <laughs> so that's that definitely gets to you. Uh, it, it gets to me and it's, it's not good. I, I need to figure out how to handle it better. Um, but obviously one of those is uh, Super is a competitor that they were kind of the first... Eh, first or second i mean really the first do specifically what we're doing um to the space and they're they're just doing really well like uh i think they've been out there for like nine months they started like nine months ago um and they're now to like 15k mrr so like they've grown really quickly they're doing really well <clears throat> and so they're obviously kind of like the the big fish in the the pond and so I'm always kind of seeing what they're doing and, and fig trying to figure out how I can compete or differentiate myself from them, which is is difficult. Um, so yeah, I'm always kind of thinking about that. <clears throat> but there, there are a couple other like smaller competitors 
um, that have kind of popped up as well. Kind of around the same time I started Potion. Um, and there's specifically one that's also called Potion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which is just like, oh, what? <laughs> like, we, we literally chose the same name at, and started on this at, like, the same time. And I didn't know about, I didn't, I didn't know of him until, like, a month ago or so. I, I saw someone, someone yeah, post yeah. about it. And uh, it was just like, wow, that's crazy. But I guess it kind of makes sense because, like, Potion is kind of like a name that I guess would make a lot of sense to, for something like this. So I, I can see how someone else had that great idea and came to it as well. As well. Like, oh, I should name this potion. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, what should I do about this? Like, okay, he basically is trying to build the same tool I'm building and we're calling it the exact same thing. Like, am I, like, what should I do? <laughs> like, should I reach out? Should I change my name? Like, I was just not sure, and I decided to just, like, do nothing with it. Just, like, just go on forward. Who knows what will come of this? Yeah. And uh, who knows if it will actually end up being a problem, because obviously it could be really confusing, like, the same kind of tool competing with the exact same name. Yeah, yeah. If it's the same thing in the same space with the same name, (laughs) yeah, that's trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, so that was kind of it. Like, I was just going to sit on it. <clears throat> um, and then on, when I posted on face on the Facebook group, he saw he saw that post, the, the competitor, and he replied and he reached out to me. And basically, he said that he's not going to be working on it anymore. Like, he's decided that he is going to focus on something else and that he, he – basically, he hasn't figured out – he. he he didn't figure out how to differentiate from super is kind of the main thing. And he was struggling with that. And, um, so yeah, basically we're now in talks. We've been talking back and forth and it's been really cool. He's been super nice, super generous. Um, so he has been, yeah, he's been really awesome. Um, his name is Zach. I'll probably be messaging. I'll probably share something about this on Twitter at some point and, and link out to him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're now in talks that I I might uh, acquire what he what he's built or or just acquire. I I don't know if I actually use any of his code or anything because it's pretty similar to what I have. And you know, obviously I built what I have, so I I know the code base. Um, but yeah, I might acquire what he has so far and and his users and. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. We're still kind of in talks about that, but he's been really generous and easy to work with and he's basically just been trying to help me. Like <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I'm not I'm not going to do this anymore. Um how can I help you do it because I want I want you to do well." And that's like that's just really cool. Yeah, that's a see. great attitude. Um, and just <laughs> Yeah, like I'm I was kind of amazed that he he did like a 180, like all of a sudden he's not competing with me and he's like trying to help me do well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were lucky that it basically just all went away, right? Like you, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it anymore at all. So that's really a great outcome for you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll see what comes of that and I'll, I'll be sure to kind of update everyone on kind of what comes of that. But, um, it- but I'm, I'm feeling good about it right now and definitely thankful for the outcome so far. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think we should jump into competition a little bit more <laughs> because I feel like yeah, I've been I feel like I've been the angel or devil on your shoulder for a while now saying that hey, 
you kind of need a USP against <laughs> against Super, right? <laughs> like I've been, <laughs> I've been saying that a lot. And USP against Super, what? <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you need you need like something to stand out from Super, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like a mode <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Whatever you yeah, want to call yeah. it, like something that makes you stand out against them. Um, and it, it's interesting that the competitor that just closed shop basically says the same thing. Like he didn't figure out a USP or like, you know, like something to differentiate. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how you, I think you have some options and we've talked about that before in private. I think there are a bunch of options that or a bunch of ways that you could, could take this. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but I also think there is enough room. What's probably hardest right now is putting on the blinders because you know that y you you're like communicating with the whole, uh, yeah, kind of like the whole Notion community. Um, and yeah, they they probably most of them know Super. Like if they are looking into that, they know Super, and that right. that kind of changes the game a little bit for you because now you're always in this comparison to them, right? Um, right right I, I wonder if that's yeah i think you already do that on your on your landing page as well right comparing to them directly in one point and i think it's yeah, a just good a idea. little bit like i just i barely i i kind of mention it um in just like one line on the website um <clears throat> but yeah i mean there's really more i could do hopefully in the future I mean, obviously, the more I differentiate from them, I feel like the more I can talk about it. And, and you know, those are talking points. But it's it's hard when, you know, I'm early on, I'm in early access, and there's, you know, not as many differentiators to, you know, how do you talk about it? Yeah, um, that's And that's super what hard. I've been kind of struggling with. Yeah, that's really <laughs> hard. And I think you just need to put on the blinders and try not to, like, don't even look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's true. I think, and I was talking with someone uh, a couple of weeks ago, like one of the ways I can differentiate and, and maybe people don't think about is just like how I do marketing. Like I can just, I can market myself differently or, or just how even like the branding that Potion has can be different, that that can be a differentiation that can make people choose Potion over Super or or you know, I even kind of what we were talking about, like if I uh, just make it more like the messaging specific with certain kinds of users, like even if the the features are not necessarily different, but if I, I, mess it, I, I have the messaging that's more specific towards certain kinds of people that are building certain kinds of things, like even that can be a differentiation that, that makes it more something that those people are gonna, going to use um, so I don't know. There's, yeah, there's just so many things to think through and it's, yeah, it's hard to figure out the right, the best way to do it. Um, so yeah, still, still thinking through that stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, the more features I have that are, are different, I think it will be easier hopefully to start to, to talk about it more and, and, uh, hopefully be able to stand out in different ways. Yeah. Hmm. I'm in an interesting position too in that regard, actually, because I feel like the complexity alone is a certain mode <laughs> against, I don't know, against solo founders in a way, because most people probably wouldn't tackle that. Like, that's what I hear from, from everybody. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty ambitious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but then also yeah I, I, don't, I don't think i've seen anybody out there offering like the same mix of modules and not also not talking about marketing automation like that's what most people would call that but then you would need to add mass email to the mix which i not don't plan to do um so yeah I, I think there are competitors for every module but there is none that is really the same bundle thing that I'm trying to build here, <laughs> which is kind of cool because I'm not really, you know, like I'm not looking left and right to how, how others do it. I, I am because I mm -hmm. kind of want to know what each individual module should be, should be capable of, but not like overall, I don't, I don't do that really because I wouldn't know where to look to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes me think, you know, again kind of like how you can differentiate is even just your messaging of of being a solo founder and just like kind of sharing that part like that more so relates to other solo founders other small SaaS companies and uh which i think is from what you, i've heard you talk about like that is kind of like the group you're going for like small small uh, small SaaS companies and um i think there is a market there like I think actually Justin Jackson was talking about this yesterday on Clubhouse. Like Intercom has kind of like gone up market to like enterprise and bigger companies and they're kind of just like overpricing all of these small people, small businesses that that need something like that. And like you kind of fulfill some of those needs that Intercom would would do for people. Um and so like if that's kind of your positioning of like hey, I'm I'm the the solo founder that's like building this great tool for other small SaaS companies and small businesses like like that could be your differentiation right there just kind of like the the messaging and the the business model around that yeah so i've i've thought about that a, a little bit because multiple people now told me hey like that's a competitor to intercom <laughs> but i'm not so sure if it really really is um because they do offer different stuff um that than i do mm-hmm if if I ever go down that route, I would probably just rebrand the whole thing or like rewrite the whole landing page and just say goodbye intercom <laughs> as the headline. <laughs> that's a good because one. then everybody just knows what it's about, right? Like you don't even like you can stop there, just sign up, <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> We're intercom but cheaper. Um, <laughs> I think that would kind of work, but I I don't know if yeah I I mean maybe a couple months from now I will <laughs> I will do that if if it really turns out that people um make that connection i don't i don't really make that connection right now that that it's really well it's just parts right like yeah. like you said you're competing with part like a little part of yeah. lots of different yeah. companies and so like part of what intercom does is similar yeah that's true I but think yeah they, obviously not everything they're focusing so much on their chat widget like all their automations basically happen inside that chat widget as well which is kind of awkward um <laughs> which i don't want to do uh yeah so it's a little different i feel but if i do comparison pages that will definitely go on there yeah there, there would be one against intercom i guess <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah i feel like especially for what you're doing like comparison pages i mean i i think that the differentiation stuff should hopefully be easier for you just because like you're you are kind of like you said kind of going in a different path than all these other things already and so then your your differentiation pages are more so just showing like people like oh this is this is what this is like you've heard about this thing that intercom has you've heard about this thing this other tool has we do parts of that 
in simpler ways or whatever. And and then they, they kind of, that allows them to understand what you do. And they're like, oh yeah, this is different. It does all these other things, but it's like perfect for a business my size or yeah, yeah. things like that. So I feel like those, like mentioning those competitors is actually really helpful for, for you. Um, and yeah, I think, I feel like you could make some really good content on that. Yeah. I'm already trying to do that in a way by, uh, by mentioning other modules on every single module page, right? Like I have this tools page and on there you have like personalizations. And then at the bottom of each of those single pages, it just says more than like more than just automations, more than just personalizations. And then it introduces, um, another concept that's also included in true fans. I think that's a, that's a great thing to do because it kind of nudges the, the people in the right direction. Like, Hey, that's kind of what you're looking for, but Hey, we can do more. Um, and yeah, I, I think comparison pages would be kind of cool to have, but I'm also afraid that I would have like a lot of them. <laughs> like I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's some good SEO content. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> You can just change a couple words and submit a new, make a new post. <laughs> oh yeah, you could do some programmatic <laughs> stuff with it. I don't know if I would do that necessarily, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so talking about all this marketing stuff makes me think like, and I was thinking about this a little bit this last week, like I feel like I really just need to focus, I, I really need to figure out the marketing stuff because it's so easy and, and maybe you relate to this, I don't know. It's so easy for me to like, do some marketing, like talk, do some talking to people, messaging, maybe write about what, what potion is or whatever. And then automatically I start to think about like, well, but I, I have these, like, if I had these features, this would make the marketing, you know, that much better. Right? Or if I added on this stuff, then I could help people in this use case. And then like it all, it just kind of like drives me back to like, oh, I need to build more. <laughs> yeah. And then I never, if I, if I, if I let that cycle just happen, I'm never actually going to get the good, like really focus on marketing and do the marketing I need to do. <laughs> and because I'm always just like pushed back to like, it needs to be better. I need to make it ha do this, do that. And uh, then I'm never doing good marketing. And um, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's just going to be a problem. Like, so I, I really think, you know, if Potion's going to do well, it's really going to be me figuring out the marketing, I think. Like, I really got to figure out how to, to market it well. <laughs> what, are you laughing great, at me? <laughs> oh, this is so great. Just imagine I would do the same thing. I would probably build for another year just to get everything done. This is insane. You can't do that, man. <laughs> uh, it's, I feel like that's what a lot of indie hackers do they get stuck in the building and just like making it better. And it's like, <clears throat> okay, I actually need to like make this. I actually need to tell people about <laughs> what I'm building. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel that at 100% because you know, like just, I, I don't know, probably December or November, I was thinking like which modules to build first, right? Because I thought it's, it's very important to figure out which, you know, like I can get out quickly and which provide the most value. And it was a tough decision, to be honest. And it's the same thing still. Like if I build the live chat, hey, that will provide more value. Maybe I should, you know, push out the live chat widget before I do any marketing. <laughs> Maybe though, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what, what you really should do is just have a certain budget, just like, like just budget your time. Ba basically yeah. just, you know, like cut it, cut it in half and say like 50, 50. 
So 50% goes to development, 50% mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goes to other activities that push your marketing forward. So that's also why the last two yeah. weeks I tried to get out a blog post each week. I consider that marketing because it will hopefully in a few months drive SEO my way. <laughs> um, yeah, I was not yeah. ready to do like the outbound stuff and contact, contact the waitlist and everything. I will do that in the next weeks, I guess. But I just wasn't ready for it because I feel like there is so much, you know, like uh, basic functionality that needs to be in place that just isn't there yet. They was just yeah, not ready yeah. to do that. But once that's there and I have those three modules, I'm not building any new models right now. I'm just fixing stuff and just getting stuff in in place for where it should be from a code perspective. And then just really just talk to those people on the wait list and just see what the responses are and then decide what, what to do next. I do have plans to... Uh, I actually forgot. I think I want to do the testimonial module next because it should be easy to build, but I'm not even going to start mm-hmm. that until I um, have the have the whole wait list on board or actually not using it because they don't want it or whatever. <laughs> and until then, yeah. I'll just try to try to continue writing blog posts every week. If I manage to get yeah. one blog post out every week, I'll probably have like six until first user actually using it like really really yeah that's that is i think a good approach like i think john young fook oh yeah i don't know if i can say his name right too like i know that's what he's done with banner bears like he'll he'll do two two week cycles where one week Mm. he'll focus on building the other week he'll focus on marketing and uh i i think i need to kind of get into a rhythm like that um because yeah i think like 50 50 the other thing i've almost thought of is like you know what, my product is at a point where like it, it can do, you know, it can do a good amount. Like it can, it can, it really should <clears throat> suffice for like the base things of actually, so just to compare it, like it basically does everything super does. Like there isn't really anything super does that potion doesn't do right now. And it's like, they've been able to build up to a point with that. Like, obviously I want to build some differentiators, but that's where I'm at right now. So I feel like with that, like, almost like I should be able to get up to a point in MRR with what I have right now. And and it almost makes me think like, should I just like only focus on marketing, only focus on kind of selling, getting people in the door, like to, till I reach some like MRR goal. Um, I don't necessarily want to do that just cause you know, I do want to build more differentiators and stuff, but I feel like some, I don't know, at a small scale, like I should kind of do something like that. Like I should be kind of pushing myself to like get, so many people using potion and paying for it before i just go off and yeah and focus on building stuff yeah i I think i agree completely with that because you are in a position because i've used it this week and i've seen you know like what you can do with it um so for you it should probably be like 75 percent or even more just talking to people just marketing it just coming up maybe you like here's your homework assignment for next week (laughs) you you should come up with like 10 ways to I don't know, like 10 ways to get this to some more users in a way. Just, you Ooh, know, just like think it. of more I, ways I like that to... homework excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come I'll come back to you next week, folks, <laughs> <laughs> with doing Ben's home, homework assignment. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really think that you are in a position where you can definitely do that and you're like you have more... Co- like, yeah, it's it kind of comes down to if you have like this one certain feature that is of small scope and you feel better marketing the product once you have it then you should probably go for it but i don't think that's the case right now i think you have everything in place that you need to to really go and talk to people and show show them what they can do and just get them on board 
Yeah. Like everything else that oh, you cool. would build now, even if it's a USP against super, it already does a lot of things. It, it will be better, of course, if you build more stuff onto it. Um, but it's yeah, the base functionality is there, and that's a good that's a good starting point to get more people into the door. <laughs> yeah. Thank thanks for that uh, encouragement and advice. Uh, well, my computer's about to die, so we should probably end this episode here before I can't save the files. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll have to continue talking about this, the marketing stuff too, because I think there's just a lot for us to think about there. Um, so yeah, thank you listeners, and uh, we'll talk to you in another episode. Yeah, talk next week. Bye-bye. Bye.